you can't rely on your rep to get you out there because the competition is insane with how popular television and how amazing television is. But yet there's so much independent content. And now I'm kind of going back to what I used to do, but the equipment is a lot better. Yeah, it's so much better. It's crazy. There's so much more equipment now. I mean, it's just insane. You know, you used to have like maybe a couple cameras. Now you've got so many different brands and models. I mean, they're literally producing them every month now. It's, it's insanity. But the other part of the job is being a good team member, oh, being yeah. a good person to work with, supportive, because I realized over the years, and I think all of us obviously have egos, being we wouldn't be in a show business type of world, but you need to keep it in a check. So early on, if you start to become too big for your britches, you're like, oh, you know what? No. I want to be also confident, but that doesn't mean you have to be not a supportive person and someone to get along with. So I guess that is something I think is very important. People think it's just being able to deliver. You have to do both because people will want to work with you again. And the relationships that we've built is because people ask, which is lovely, to work with us again. And that to me is invaluable. Max. They're always talking about you somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> they so are true. talking about you somewhere. And, and yeah. you don't even know. Because then you get a call out of the blue. It's like, yeah, we were looking at your reel and we were trying to decide and we want to try. I'm like, oh, wow, oh, that's amazing. Yes. And, and, and but it may not, but that's what I mean. You just want to really be yeah. and do good work and keep your ego in check. And, and just th that's it, you know, do good work. And, it, you know, sometimes it does pay off, you oh, know? Yeah, so true. Oh, great advice. Good <laughs> stuff, too. My goodness. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, the host and producer of this podcast, and you know where I'm broadcasting from, the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has set, and the moonlight is now upon us. I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this podcast tonight. I also want to remind all of you that you can find every episode of this podcast if you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher. Tune in and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you reach out to me or have them reach out to me via the contact link on our website. We've got some requirements, though. You've got to have some skin in the game. That means you've got to have some verifiable credits there. We value that for credibility. And you know, make sure you reach out to us if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast and feel we could have a wonderful discussion also, strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone that this is an information and discussion-based podcast. We certainly do not censor ourselves, and we sure the hell do not censor our guests. So please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on the show that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got two wonderful guests tonight by the name of William Joseph Hill and Pamela Hill. My gosh, was this a fantastic discussion. I'm looking forward to sharing this with all of you. Just a delightful couple there. Let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Hill and Pamela Hill as well. William Joseph Hill grew up in Hawaii where he began acting and making films as a kid. His first film at the age of 16, Law of the Ninja, which he recently remastered and is available on YouTube. After moving to Hollywood, William began landing roles in independent short films, television shows, and theater projects there. After marrying actress 
and wife, the lovely Pamela Hill. They started their own production company for Scorpio Productions, where they produce multimedia and web-based entertainment content. His appearances on the hit ABC show Wipeout led to other projects. His martial arts comedy feature film Cyber Fighter is still in development, and it was recently read at William and Pamela's film group, We Make Movies. William is a second-degree black belt in Okinawan karate and has been training for most of his life. Now, his lovely wife there, Pamela Hill, is an actress, model, and she was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Shout out to another East Coaster there. There she appeared in numerous stage, commercial, and film productions. Pamela has appeared on Days of Our Lives. She is the co-president of their production company for Scorpio Productions. Together they have written, produced, and starred in several short films. Their current web series, That Darn Girlfriend, which is quite unique, by the way. It pays a little homage to the classic 60s and 70s sitcoms and is quickly gaining a following there on YouTube. One of the episodes is a finalist in a comedy short film festival there with Tent Square. Pamela's most recent role as Samantha Strutt. What a great name that is. A self-help guru in the short film Madame Esmeralda and the Audition, which recently premiered at the California Women's Film Festival. It also won Best Audience Award for 2017. You can hear her voice there as Professor Tamaki in the 50th anniversary feature film Ultraman X, the movie which is currently screening in movie theaters across the country. Goodness gracious, as I said, this is a fantastic conversation there. Just a lot of great energy there. And, oh my, as you know, this is that part of the show where I ask that you make that fresh batch of popcorn, sit back, relax, and get comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. William and Pamela Hill. My goodness, thanks. Hey. For- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, thanks for, gosh, you know, taking the time out to uh, come on this podcast and hang out with us this evening. I am really thrilled to have you both here. We've got kind of like two for one here. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like a package deal. <laughs> Indeed. It's really, really good stuff. And, you know, thanks for also listening. I, I think you clued into the show from uh, Larry's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah. We really enjoyed it. It was really well done. And it's, it's a good, nice podcast to just like listen to. And I love to like listen to podcasts a lot. Yeah. He's a so colleague good. of ours. Yeah. And, uh, and we listened and we were like, thought it was great and we loved you and we just thought it was really well done Max. oh wow i appreciate that and uh wow i'm glad to have you two on the show so oh, thank you stuff. thank you really really cool how that uh, happens and shout out to larry he was just an excellent guest wasn't he oh absolutely yes. and you really learn a lot about people in their lives and that's really fascinating because you know them a little bit and then just hearing it you really find out re- a lot of things you didn't know so yeah. it's really yeah. nice good you're good a stuff. great interviewer yes oh, i appreciate that i, I sure. really really do. And gosh, let's jump right in here because we've got quite a bit to discuss. Would you both mind sharing, you know, where you were born and raised and how you both got started in this crazy entertainment industry? <laughs> and 
I guess for this, we'll start with uh, William Joseph's, um, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll finish up with you, uh, Pamela, on this one. Sure. No, sure, Max. So I was a Navy brat. So I was born in Rhode Island, but I was raised in San Diego, Huntington Beach, and Hawaii. I spent most of my growing up years in Hawaii, in Pearl Harbor. My dad was stationed in Pearl Harbor. So it was there that I started with martial arts and and I started making films when I was like, it it just, when I got into high school, I, I wanted to make movies ever since, ever since I was a kid, actually. And I'd seen Star Wars and and then when I realized that, oh, people get paid to do that, I was like, well, that's a great job. I, I, I want to do that. So I would write and I would take the home movie camera and cast my sister and my brothers in it because I'm the oldest of five. So I had my okay. cast with me and we would just make movies. Nice. And, and I figured, you know, I didn't know any other way. I wanted to go to film school and my parents were like, you know, well, we can't afford USC. So I would just watch the behind the scenes, you know, like DVD commentary and stuff to teach myself. Nice. Me too. I love those. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's yeah. the best part of DVDs is like, especially when it's a movie that you've already seen. I just like go, I just love listening to the director talking about production and stuff. And you learn so much just listening to that. Oh yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. How about you, Pamela? Well, yeah. Know, how did you get into this crazy Absolutely. Thing? I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh-huh. Hey, Cincinnati. Yeah. And this sounds like one of those stories. The shy kid, uh, youngest of three, but um, it found me early age, like kindergarten, first grade. I actually started doing plays, Max. Nice. And uh, I also remember the after school program, which was great. We actually had that uh, drama of Mrs. Theodore. I did grade school plays from like first to sixth grade. Everything from a cowboy where I still remember the monologue where the cowboys from Barbecue Ranch. And uh, it's crazy how you remember that. And it just found me early. I would take my tape recorder out, record everything I could get my hands on, you know, read out loud comic books and storybooks and perform and put on the music and um, act out the music. Like I did my own music videos before they were music videos. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And uh, it just found me early. And I just felt more comfortable and more with myself when I was on stage and I loved it. And my father, may rest in peace, he was a singer and and also in advertising, but I kind of grew up around a lot of the energy of, of entertainment. So it cool. found me. Wow. That's fantastic. So you didn't have that big family or did you have a big family too? Like William, because like I, well, three uh, older brother and sister, quite a few years apart. And so three people, but honestly, they were off kind of to college and marriage by the time mm. I was like a little kid. So I was like, where do they go? So it was almost like uh, the youngest of three, but almost like an only child as well. But so no, not, <laughs> not a big family. So kind of a little bit by myself that way. But the, uh, the world of um, art and entertainment and music and acting and performing just found me. And I was just, I thought as a kid, this is what I'm doing. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I'm hopefully, I, and, and I am, I'm still doing it. So. Yeah. Interesting. So you both sort of had the bug early. Yeah. Yeah. From childhood. I mean, it's funny because everyone's story about how they got involved, especially like actors is different. And, you know, I started my life as a filmmaker and then I just realized I enjoyed acting so much. I think my very first school play was in sixth grade. I did HMS Pinafore. Mm. And I mean, I I auditioned for it. (laughs) 
And I auditioned for one of the, you know, the singing roles. And I just, my, my voice at the time wasn't, was, it was, I, was, I was flatter than Kansas. So it was really embarrassing, but I did a really good British accent. So they had me narrate and then they had me playing a, a you know, a deckhand, a sailor. So I was in the chorus and, and everything, but it was, it was a great experience. But then I always knew that I wanted to do movies and, wow. and movies were my big thing. And I just loved the entire process of making movies. Wow. Now, did you both sort of realize you wanted to do it professionally early on, too? Was it like the goal from childhood? Yeah, I'm, I think so, Max. I mean, I was doing it, but then there were some opportunities in Cincinnati. I was acting. I also got into modeling as well. But when I was 15 years old, there was a local program called Juvenile Court. Mm. And you would reenact being a juvenile delinquent. <laughs> How great is that? And I kept submitting. And may he rest in peace, Roger Grooms did a lot of work back home and produced a lot of things. And I kept sending my stuff in. And I'm trying to remember this. And finally goes, Pamela, I have a part for you, Robin Cinco. And I was supposed to have vandalized uh, my neighbor's wall or something like that. <laughs> and I was so excited. So long story short, I did get paid for that. And I think that was my first television thing. So I think, Max, I knew I wanted to do this and I think I was just doing it. And as it came about, I started getting paid for my work with the acting and modeling. And it just felt like this is what I loved and hopefully, hopefully getting paid for it and, and hopefully making a living uh, doing it as well. Right, right. Yeah, Pamela definitely started doing it professionally at an earlier age than I did because Cincinnati is, you know, that's where Procter & Gamble is. And so there's a lot of really good work there. Whereas like in Hawaii, you know, yeah. and living on base, it was kind of weird because my parents were like, well, how are you going to, how are you supposed to make a live? I'm like, I have no idea, but I know I'm <laughs> going to do it. I just didn't know how. So and luckily living in San Diego too, and we have a house down there, it was you know, coming back to San Diego, then it was not so far of a distance to hop up to LA. So I knew yeah. that this is what I wanted to do ever since I was a child as well. I just, I didn't have a roadmap and I didn't really start getting paid for it until after I was out of college. Uh, I see. Interesting. When you came out to California and this Hollywood thing, what was mm -hmm. it like then? And, you know, how does it kind of compare to what it's like now? Because I'd love to hear some of the changes you've both have seen over time. Yeah. You know, Max, it's, I think there's something to be said. Ignorance is bliss. One of my very close friends back home had moved here before I did. And she said, Pamela, come out, come out to Hollywood and to LA, get your feet wet, all that good stuff. And so long story short, I came out here many years ago. And the one thing that I kind of learned from my dad, who was also in advertising sales, you just have to make things happen. And mm -hmm. I think yeah. back home, along with having agents and doing things there, I just kind of did things a little bit my way, meaning I was right away, I was with a casting agency and I was cast pretty fast on a show called Divorce Court. Oh, yeah. Which is so funny. I, I yeah, it was a stenographer. I play that. Yeah. But upon getting my first agent, I didn't do the thing people normally would do now where they would send things in, you know, years ago, send their headshot you know, and, and see if they would wait and wait. I thought at the time, wow, I'm on a TV show. I actually got on a show, Max, about four months after I moved here. Right. And I thought, oh, my gosh. So I picked up the phone, an agency list. And I said, hi, <laughs> you know, now there's so much television. It probably is not that big of a deal. I said, I'm on a show and I need someone to rep me. I just called. And because I said what I did, they set something up for me. But because I think I was just bold, I didn't know any better. And I was appropriate on the phone. And I would, you know, I just picked up the phone and I, so I think what was different is maybe today people may be a little bit more, more reserved about making 
like going in because they don't open the doors as much or maybe sending things in as much. I think back then they answered the phones more or maybe they didn't, but maybe I didn't know. Maybe that was a good thing too. Maybe I was doing it out of like just being so excited that, oh my God, I'm on something. Now I need, I did it backwards. Mm, So Interesting. Yes. I remember drama log. (laughs) (laughs) I remember black and white headshots and And I remember you would get your drama log like once a week and, and I subscribed to it. So it would come in the mail. And usually, actually, when it came in the mail, sometimes it would come too late to really submit. But mm, what yeah. you, do is you would sit down and you would submit. And if you were lucky, you might find five or maybe 10, if on a good day, things that you could submit yourself for. So the way things are now with, you know, you have Actors Access, you have LA Casting, Casting Frontier, ways that you can self-submit. Yeah. And, and Pamela does a lot of that. Yeah, we have for us. we have nice. reps max, but that is that is a lot different, and that's actually great as well. Is that you can really take more control on that end yourself by seeing the casting notices and seeing what's right, and really doing a lot of the legwork. Because I always say, you know, it's ten percent agent. You're always supposed to do ninety percent of your work. So regardless, that's something I learned early. I think. William has as well, is that you still have to do your legwork, but now you do get the casting notices and you can really get yourself out there more because you have more information available to you. Yeah, definitely for a lot Especially online. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, when I started off, basically, if you wanted to do an independent film, you had to have a lot of money because you would have to shoot it on film. Mm -hmm. I remember one of the very first digital cinema films that I acted in, like back in 1999, it was when the Canon XL1 came out. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal because we're shooting the film and I'm looking at the 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 monitor i'm like oh my god that looks like film because normally yeah. video looked like it looked like you know most of my other stuff that i shot on my own growing up in hawaii i, uh, I shot it on vhs because super right. eight film was way too expensive and it, yeah. you know it looked like it looked cheap but this looked great and so i knew that wow this is going to be amazing that yeah. this digital and how it's come since the late 90s to now it's it, it's incredible i don't think that there's ever been this much change in this <laughs> industry since even this is even more to me more change than when talking pictures came out. Oh yeah, so true. Yeah, I agree. It's like it's like getting talking pictures and television yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's fascinating how fast things have changed and the way they've changed, which has only made things a bit better for us creatives. I, I should say, you know. Yeah. It's wonderful now how I wouldn't say easy it is to produce a film, but it it's certainly easier to find the equipment necessary to do it. Yeah. yeah, the way to create your own content. And, you know, that's something that we really love doing. For me, it's kind of it's weird. It's like a full circle because as a kid, I would do it all myself because I had no other option. I mean, I didn't have film school that I could go to. I wasn't connected to Hollywood, but I yeah. wanted to do it. So I would find whatever I could and I would do it. And then when I came and became a professional, I said, OK, now I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to do it the way that, a, you know, a professional actor does this and they submit and they get an agent. And they, they go out on audition. And they did. There's been so much change in the industry now to where it's really even hard for you to do it that way to where you, you can't rely on your rep to get you out there because the competition is insane with how popular television and how amazing television is. But yet there's so much independent content. And now I'm kind of going back to what I used to do, but the equipment is a lot better. Yeah, it's so much better. It's crazy. And there's so much more equipment now. I mean, it's just insane. You know, you used to have like maybe a couple cameras. Now you've got so many different brands and models. I mean, they're literally producing them every month now. It's it's insanity. 
Yeah. yeah to say the and least. you can even shoot on an iPhone six and it looks pretty good because it yep. shoots it at 4k. And <laughs> yep, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now let's talk about something you both have learned over the years that you didn't know when you first got started. Would you both mind sharing something that you've learned over the years that you didn't know when you first got started? It really kind of sticks out. It's really, really important in what you're doing now and we'll start with Pamela on this one. What I've learned now that I really didn't know then, that's a very good question. I try to think out of the box, which is not really learning something newer, mm-hmm. but I think we were talking about this the other night, Max. A lot of people don't find ways to make relationships or projects or things that they just don't keep on the table. And as for me, is that I find ways to, like with you, for example. So yeah. maybe this is an opposite answer, but I keep open like I wouldn't have learned, but I think it's because I keep open and go, oh, I didn't think about maybe a while ago doing a podcast. Mm. And because I try to support, I think it's cyclical. Yeah. Um, I try to support my peers and my friends. I mean, you know, I, we try to focus and support each other being married professionally and personally, Max. Right. But I find when I support other people, sometimes a nice thing comes from it. And when I listened to Larry's interview with you, I was really taken with his life and you as a DJ and a filmmaker. And so if you want to say it this way, the idea of going, oh, that would be a wonderful thing to do. And we can maybe share and maybe we can learn also from doing this, from this experience, but maybe we can share something that somebody can learn from us. Oh yeah. So that's, that's what answer came to me because sometimes you're not thinking about it, but if you keep open and I think if you become a generous person and we really do try to be, you know, not, you know, disingenuous about it, but just supportive. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't take a lot. And I think as I've grown, you just realize that it's not just that you can deliver. That's also goes part and parcel with it. It's not just that you can deliver the dialogue on a set or it's always great to be able to do that. Obviously, you, that's part of the job. But the other part of the job is being a good team member, uh, yeah. being a good person to work with, supportive, because I realize over the years, and I think all of us obviously have egos, meaning we wouldn't be in a show business type of world, but you need to keep it in a check. So early on, if you start to become too big for your britches, you're like, oh, you know what? No, I want to be also confident, but mm. that doesn't mean you have to be not a supportive person and someone to get along with. So I guess that is something I think is very important. People think it's just being able to deliver. You have to do both because people will want to work with you again. And the relationships that we've built is because people ask, which is lovely to work with us again. And oh, that fantastic. to me is invaluable, Max. Wonderful. Wonderful. How about you, William? So yeah, I think one of the things that I know now that I didn't know then, and it's it's more of like back then I had a, a conception of of what it meant to be a professional actor. And the reality is different because, you know, when you're starting out and when you're just like when you're a student and you're in class and you're just hoping you're an aspiring actor at that point because you're not in the union yet and you haven't really gotten a chance to do any significant work and you're just like hoping, well, maybe I'll if only I get that gig and I'll, I'll be set or yeah. I'll make it. And, I'm, and then you work and then you meet some, you know, A-listers or you get to work with some amazing actors that you've admired. And it's like, wow, I can't believe. And then you realize you're all in the same boat. Everyone has the same insecurities. Everybody yep. is just thinking mm-hmm. that this might be my last job and everybody's 
still trying to make it. And so now I go back and I listen to interviews with actors like, it, you know, the, the James Lipton interviews and stuff. And they says like, well, you never really make it. You're yeah. always trying to yeah. make it. <laughs> and, and, you know, when I first would see that, I'd be like, well, what do you mean? You've done this and you've got an Oscar. And, and but then I understand it now because I'm like, oh, yeah, it never ends. Right. And that's not right. a bad thing. It's a good thing because it means that it's a process. And so it's kind of like, you know, a Zen, like saying a martial arts type thing. It's like, you know, enjoy the journey. It's not about the destination. It's the, it's the journey. And as long as you can enjoy the process, enjoy the creating portion of it, all the other frustrations and things, it's just like, ah, well, that's just, you know, every job has it, but at least, you know, we get to do something that's more fun and that, that we love mm-hmm. and instead of a job that we hate. Oh, that's so true. That's so, that's so, so true yeah and and that kind of transitions us here because i really would love to know how the two of you connected and how you you know decided to and when you decided to you know form your production company for scorpio productions because you both certainly believe in this indie film concept of you know self-produced content would you mind speaking about that a bit sure well i think we first decided to to date first <laughs> we, we came up with the idea of collaborating together um uh, and it's an interesting way that we met too it, we met in a uh like an actor writer group that uh we knew through a murder mystery company that mm-hmm. we used to belong to and i had done this play with this gal and she was my love interest in the play and i was the lead and ah, she had invited slick, me slick yeah. there, I see. But it, it wasn't it wasn't Pamela though. It was oh. some other gal. Yeah. It was another gal, but we stayed friends. You right. know, the chemistry was on stage and we we were friends and stuff. And she invited me and I brought my feature script that I'm still working on right now. Um and Pamela came in late, which was great because I noticed her right away and I was like, Oh, who's That's she? Sweet. So my pickup line, you know, the writer's pickup line is to ask her if she would mind reading the stage direction. So <laughs> <laughs> she did shortly after that, we started dating and then uh, she was a very talented actress. And then, you know, we at this time, this was when the industry was changing and, and it was becoming more possible to self-produce. So we figured, hey, you know, I used to do stuff growing up. Why don't we just make our own uh, projects and shoot our own films and things. And then uh-huh. um, just to, a little bit of thing in there, which is so funny, sounds so formulaic. When I walked in the group and saw him smiling, um, that's the day of the black and white headshots and his headshot by, he's very photogenic and yeah. I've got butterflies. I didn't know who he was. Oh. And I just thought that was very funny. But when we started dating and we were talking about maybe making projects, my brother, may he rest in peace, he was also into astrology and such and did a chart for us, Max. Oh, and nice. one of them, he did a couple's chart, Max. And he mm. said, we had a lot of Scorpio in our chart. And there was four Scorpios in major planets. planets. Yeah. And we kept saying four Scorpio, four Scorpio. So long story short, that hence is how the name four Scorpio and then four Scorpio Productions came into being. And uh, we wow. had... Yeah, dedicated it to my father who's passing and, and yeah. Bill's father as well. But we, from there, because Bill, which was lucky, he was the filmmaker from Hawaii who knew that part of the business. And my part was more the PR and yeah, writing as well yeah. with Bill. So we, right. we were able to collaborate from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. And it's, it's like whenever you start a venture like that, like where you're starting your own production company, there's a, I don't want to say learning curve, but there's a, you know, there's a developmental period where you're trying to figure out what you should produce right. and mm-hmm. make and i know one of our you know big things is my feature cyber fighter 
But in martial the meantime, arts martial arts comedy. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it's like, well, we need to start doing content. So we had our own YouTube channel and we like, well, you know, we started doing, I, I started doing like martial arts tutorials and we started doing like short sketches and right. that's what led to our web series. Yeah, we started Max's, our first short film is called The Muffin Man, hence oh, the yeah, nurse right. and the Muffin Man. <laughs> and we were just one time, Bill and I, you know, we, we talk a lot anyways, which is so good after 14 and a half years of marriage in a studio <laughs> yeah, in Hollywood. Is. And people go, you live in a studio. That's awesome. Long story short, we were like doing dialogue one day. We're just talking and we're, we were talking about the Muffin Man and we were saying it conversationally like, do you know the Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man? And we said, you know, you could take something very simple like that and kind of makes a little sketch of it. So our first foray into it was the Muffin Man. And years ago, somebody said, you guys should work together and shoot something yourself. And of course, that was on our mind. So finally, one Saturday, I'm like, let's just shoot something and Bill being the filmmaker and have the shot list. So we wanted it clean, not that we would improvise, but it was dialogue. It was very simple. But people, I think, got a kick out of it. Yeah. And we called it Slices of Life. So it's like anything else. You start to formulate like what was next. And we did Itsy Bitsy Spider, build a special effects on that. We basically did the same thing, conversation. I was doing yoga. I see a spider. I'm zen about it. Bill freaks out about it. But they're short and sweet. They're about two and a half minutes, yeah. give or take. Oh, but yeah. The spider thing, because like in Hawaii, they have big, yeah, big huge spiders. Sp- Right. huge spiders yeah, and i'm an arachnophobe so oh, me yeah too. to me it's like oh my god they're and, and and they're in australia too they call them huntsmen in australia oh. but in, in <laughs> why they call them cane spiders because you find them in sugar cane but yeah they get in your house and they're harmless but they're freaking they're scary yeah, yeah so I, I i knew that oh okay someone had mentioned a friend of ours that said like i like the idea of doing the nursery rhymes you should do something like itsy bitsy spider i'm like Ah, uh-huh, that gave me a that, that got my wheels turning. That's why I did the giant tarantula and all that good stuff. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we started with that, and then years ago, I wrote a song called "That Darn Girlfriend Is Mine." It was from some conversation that was being had, and someone made a comment, and I just did it like a rant, and I kept it on my mind for over ten years, and I knew the song. And then I said, you know what? This is a fun animated song. We always knew the song. It's stuck in our our minds. I said, we need to do something with it. And I'm sure you being in this business, sometimes something just sticks with you. Oh, yeah. And you you go from even a piece of it and you expand. Yeah. We used to joke about like, that sounds like a 60 sitcom. Yeah. (laughs) Because the song that she came up with is like, that sounds like a sitcom. Because I just wrote it and I had fun and I, I, I like to sing as well. So long story short. That's how uh, I think a couple of years back when we before we, we started to film. Well, we actually shot the first one pilot last year. episode back in 2015, I think, late 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> we've been doing it for a couple of years. So now. that darn girlfriend. Um, but wow. Formed uh, out of that. Uh, the song and, kind of led to it, too. And oh, goodness, that wonderful uh, conversation. Yeah. And Bill's idea was to do a sick. We kind of knew it was 60s, 70s feel, but he decided to do it. And, um, you know, it's funny because there's this there's free editing program you can download <laughs> called Lightworks. Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, the pro version, you can also buy a pro version. You get a lot more features. But right now I'm, I'm learning, cutting my teeth on it, doing the free version. And the free version's got a lot of tools. And one thing that I was able to find was a filter to make it Technicolor. Mm. So yeah. it would mimic that saturated color, you know, Six, and I wanted to shoot it in a TV aspect ratio, like so it would look like a, you know, like what you used to see on the old TV sets. Oh yes, yeah. So it, and everyone's really liked it because it's got that vintage feel to it. Yeah, yeah I was it, gonna say that's super cool. By the way, the, thank you. the way it looks, the vibe of it, you know, that old sitcom, the laugh tracks. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. that was Bill's idea. Yeah, because oh. it it it's so much. It brings so much to it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, 
And, and it's funny because it was cheesy when, you know, you're growing up and you're watching those sitcoms and the laugh track and you're like, oh, come on. Is it? And then you're like, yeah, you know what? There's something missing if you don't have it. <laughs> and occasionally, Max, as you probably, I guess you've seen a couple of them. Oh, yeah, um, I've seen them all. We had, yeah. Oh, you're, you're very cool. That's so sweet of you. Yeah, you're five the, uh, episodes in. Yeah, yep. we Good have stuff. occasionally we don't plan it and it's just something goofy. Sometimes we have these outtakes, but we just think they're ridiculous. Yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> and I think sometimes I like that better, but we not forcing it. And I said to William, I said, I don't know if this is always going to happen because, you know, you have in the back of your mind, but we're not we're not shooting for it. But <laughs> it's just something that comes out and it kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of of me kind of like trying to communicate to him and Phil well, it's, speak it's or me, being, you know, being, being Pamela and then Phil <laughs> going, OK, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, what's well, funny, too, is because and this is something, you know, actors who are self-producing go like you think, well, I can't do it because I need a crew and I need to like going, no, no, <laughs> we have no camera person. It's called a tripod and you basically have to set the shot up. And sometimes like if, if it's my coverage, then I have to have Pamela spot it. And then sometimes I have to have her be my stand in so I can set up the shot. Then I have to have her step out, get behind, make sure that I hit the mark. So that one outtake that's from episode, I think episode three with yeah. where it's like the the taxes with johnny appleseed oh yeah and that was that what was do you mean favorite. by cutting off my because i can't see it well i'm yeah. trying to say it real fast but i have learned max you're talking about learning things because i've never been the one behind the camera i can tell when there's a good take i'm like no no just tweak it a little bit nice. so sometimes when bill's doing that darn girlfriend i'm like bill in the very first one i'm like just a shake of the head like kind of like and then kind of lie there so that's made me have better eyes as far as yeah, what i'm it, seeing it, it helps oh, good stuff it's really hard to self-direct yourself. Yeah, it is. Have somebody who knows what you can do and can spot it like like Pamela knows me so well. So I'll like rely on her. So a lot of times she'll nail it on the first sec, maybe three takes. And for me, it takes like five or six to actually get get it just right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the outtakes was funny with the magazine and she's like, and I'm trying to explain from a picture standpoint, it's not going to show up I, in the shot. And Max, I am saying it was just, you know, you're, you're, I'm going, I was just kind of getting into the flow of looking at her pictures doing it. But then he was going back. I'm like, well, no, no, no. I, I actually like the picture. Yeah, yeah, just timing, think of something. timing and that was like classic comedic timing. Oh, right? yeah. I was, love comedy. <laughs> and, 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 and anyways, Max, we were having so much fun with that. But I think the friends and family and, and peer and colleagues are letting us know too. And again, I think because they're short and sweet, I actually kind of coined a phrase recently hmm. called a video comic strip. Oh, um, I like that. Thank, yeah. Thanks, Max. Um, you heard it here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After dark. <laughs> It's, it's just because I think that's what it is. You know, we usually try to think of an idea. We both write them. And sometimes I write an episode by myself or vice versa. But you start with like an idea that kind of strikes you funny. Yeah. And then you just make it simple, like a few frames. Like if you're reading a comic strip, it's just a few like frames. A few panels. Yeah, a few panels. I love that how you all have done that. It's really unique and a cool way of doing it. By the way, just to give our listeners some context. So William, you play Vic and, you know, yes. Pamela, you play Valerie. Yes. <laughs> How did you both come up with the names, by the way? Well, Valerie came up with first, like when she wrote the song. And because, uh, well, oh, you tell, tell me. Yeah, I love. And if you've seen some of the episodes, I love the monkeys. Yeah. My sister, especially my sister, had the albums. And that was my happy music. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> so long story short, I think one of my favorite monkey songs is Valerie. Ah. And I just had a nice. I think that's probably where it came from, because yeah. I always liked that name. And um, that's how i guess it's it, it started with the valerie and then vic had a did you come well up? vic i came up with that just because it's it a v 
I don't, I don't know why it just it just sounded like I don't know. I think, where we, it, I think we're saying names, and I think it had a nice um, um alliteration. Yeah, Valerie, like, but, you know, one, yeah. you know, Valerie's is such a pretty name, and Vic is just like one syllable band. And I would yeah. love to use the some of the song Valerie, but you know, we that we'd have to you know yeah, royalty. That's why we're yeah. able to do it with you know no. <laughs> that's cool though because it reminds me of stuff like Mark and Mendy, and like I don't know, just you know, you look at some of these shows that I used to love. Yes. Well, I used to. I loved watching growing up. Even like, oh God, I Dream of Jeannie. There was oh, just like yeah. a bunch of shows that were on then that were just fantastic. And and I want to give a shout out. I totally agree, Max. Especially as a kid, even the animation. Bill, my husband, I'm so proud of him. His animation at the end, the way he does those graphics. I don't know. He does them so fast, and I was like, what? What? I'm just. <laughs> that's actually sometimes. I mean, I enjoy the thing. It's our project, but I'm like, I love what he does with that stuff. I get such a kick out of it, and I think some of our friends feel very nostalgic with it. And this past one, I, you know, we try to put the animation at the end, the, some of the static animation, and I had suggested the the. Television telescope but bill william all the above he um <laughs> he just kind of cranks that out and i just i just really i really love that stuff yeah it's hand cool. hand drawn scanned and and, and <laughs> tweaked in photoshops but i was inspired by bewitched like if you yeah, remember bewitched credits was of bewitched, i was it just was gonna say this. that show so funny you said that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like we look at the you know sometimes we'll watch like the old tv like me tv and what and they'll have old episodes and i'm like wow yeah and i always i, I don't know i always had a thing for uh her but I think maybe let's Pamela reminds me of her a yeah. little. I'm like going, oh, no wonder I like this <laughs> way, gal. Way to clean that up there. Cleft chin. <laughs> way, way to clean that up there. You, you all could do an episode of that. Like she could be the genie. Well, genie, well, let me stop. Let me, let me not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a lot of Scorpio in our yes, chart. Uh, yes. Good stuff. Oh, my. Even if that's after dark. After dark. Well, if HBO, if HBO wants to pick the show up, then we could go there. But <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> I'll leave that alone for now. Oh, my. <laughs> good stuff i really love that by the way how many episodes do you both envision for this because how many seasons because you know it's it's fantastic i mean it, you could really um oh, do some wonderful stuff with it. a couple actually a two-part question because i also want to know if you're going to introduce some more characters because the you know an apple a day episode yeah. <laughs> oh my god he, he was a throwback max i don't know if you saw the johnny apple yes. seed one shorts yeah, and so gold. he did a couple and he does, and again, Bill does this cartooning, which is fun. We might do a couple like that at, as far as bringing other people. Well, well without divulging anything, yes. we have an upcoming episode in which a, oh, yes. a, a new character will. Yeah, we that's do, all have, I can some, say we do have something uh -huh. in mind. We can't go into it, but we do have another persona <laughs> or person. Yeah. We'll be, that's our clue. That, uh -oh. That's actually a good clue. So I'm giving you more <laughs> for the listeners. That can be coming into the show probably in next one or the one after that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But and it's funny about like Johnny because he's a CG character. Johnny but Johnny yeah. Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He's a CG character, and, and <laughs> so I basically green screen him and you know overlay him and you know something just really really basic. But it it was just like when we came up with the idea. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny <laughs> that's and crazy. And and so that's where we came up with his idea. But yeah, you know, as far as the vision goes for the future, I think as we're as we're going along, we whenever we get good ideas, that's what we we try to we try to make sure that we have something that's good, not just to crank them out, just to crank something. No, out, yeah. but to have have a really good hook. And lately, Pamela's been on a roll with some of her really good creative input. She's wrote the last two episodes. I gave her full writing credit on that because I'm like, because the one that she came up with, what was the one? Valerie. Oh, oh, the the uh, the scrap 
Scrabble one, Valerie. Oh, oh we yeah. want to give a shout out to our nephew, Adam. He uh, He's moved to California from Chicago. He We play Scrabble a lot and he loves it as well. And long story short, he um, one day we were here and he said, oh, he said, Valerie. And I thought, oh my God, the, the spell, the name, the title, Valerie, V-O-W-E-L-E-R-I-E. Yeah. That gave me so much from starting with that. And uh, I think I was in yoga class one night yeah. and as I'm doing yoga, which I love, my mind was right. writing the script and I and that's where I came up with like, how can I shorten it and break it down and make it something that has a little bit of oomph to it and a vowel. From- yeah, she's like laughing during Downward Dog and I'm like, afterwards, <laughs> I did, I afterwards did. we're driving home and she's pitched, and she pitches the, this. That's I'm like, I did laugh. That's brilliant. Okay, I'm going to give you full writing credit on that one because it's like, that's all you. That was great. But it started yeah. off with the title and because with me, yeah. for me, as uh, with my writer hat, sometimes I'm not a really good idea guy. Like I don't always like come up with a great, brilliant idea, but if somebody has an idea, then I can really work it and craft it. And in the past, when I've written stuff that's been produced for other people, Mm -hmm. uh, it's usually been like, they've come up with an idea and they'd hire me to write the script and I'd crank it out, but based on what they wanted. And and, and so then I have like the roadmap of what I want to do, but when I have to come up with it on my own, sometimes you really feel like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it's daunting. So I'm, I'm so glad that Pamela has a lot of input so it's just this thing just keeps gelling oh very cool very very cool now how can folks check it out i know but how can folks check it out for those listening to this podcast thank you there's a variety of ways that the easiest way to do it, like depending on how you do it, you either go to YouTube and you can just Google that darn girlfriend and the thumbnails will pop up. You can't miss it. They're pink with the little ca- cartoon characters in it. And it's not a cartoon, though. It's live action. But uh, that's how you will know where all the episodes are. You could also go to both mine and Pamela's websites. We also have those embedded on our acting pages, uh, williamjosephhill.com or PamelaHill.net, and also for Scorpio.com. That's the F-O-U-R-S-C-O-R-P-I-O.com. We'll also have like links, videos videos linked. But that, that darn girlfriend, the easiest might be uh, YouTube. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else, but just in case you can put Pamela or William Hill, we, but that darn girlfriend should pop up, which we, we're lucky right now. I think that does pop up first. Yeah, especially yeah. if you put it in quotes that, that it usually, and if you, and if you just, if you put that darn girlfriend and then Pamela, yeah, it'll definitely pop up. And yeah. Look for the color pink. Yep. <laughs> yes. Pink. It's very pink. Yes. <laughs> and, and we've been able to use our, which I just got a nice comment from my sister. Shout out to my sister, Debbie. Again, living in a studio, it really makes you creative, Max, where to shoot it, trying to find variations of your room, <laughs> so of cool. the bed, of the corner of this, of this spot and try to intertwine that with whatever the story is about. So it's just trying to keep it simple, but also, you know, wardrobe. And it, and again, it's 60s, 70s, and it's kind of, we call it, um, uh, it's, what's the word? Uh, we don't really say if it's present day or not. Oh, it's yeah. ambiguous. Yeah. 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 I mean, everyone, because it's like, you know, to really make it authentic would require. And so it may or may not be. We haven't decided. I mean, we have our own ideas of what we think, but I think it's best left up to the audience because everybody likes to, especially those of us have grown up with those kind of sitcoms with, with our old TV sets. And remember, you know, back in the days when you had to hand turn yeah. the channel would be like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to think of it that way. And and I, I mean, I, I definitely knew I needed to have a good wig because <laughs> that wig is oh, <laughs> tremendous. It's a Bruce Lee wig, too, because I <laughs> and we're having fun with his wig and the wardrobe and just kind of and it does. It makes you really at least for me, I have fun with I love fashion. Um, yeah. That's just really fun for me to kind of I always say fashion 
William mm-hmm. and or Vic and myself and, and just kind of like, OK, not too much, but just enough to give that idea of like the 60s, 70s feeling. Yeah, I let Pamela do the, the wardrobe and the set design and the set dress, <laughs> all that great stuff because I'm, you know, because she is a showrunner, too. I mean, we are the showrunners and we, you know, that's the thing is that executive producers of this thing, you know, you kind of like you want to work well together and each have a vision. And I, I know that. <laughs> She's got a lot of good composition. And so while I'm worrying about shot and composition and shot list and all the technical things about how to get this thing on, how do you get this thing digitally shot? I mean, I let her handle how it's going to look and where we're going to place the placement of the pillows in our last episode with our little blessed pillow and stuff. We got a nice comment from somebody on that one, which was good. I'm like, oh, great. Good oh, job. That's awesome. <laughs> that was- oh, my God. So much stuff. This is so cool hearing the inner workings of all of this uh magic that you two are creating oh geez I'm so and on curious. zero budget yeah it's really really slick well, a few bucks for for snacks maybe maybe <laughs> it's one of the coolest ideas like original ideas that i've seen um, in a long while it's really slick oh, I, I was, thank you. that like, means so much yeah. seriously i mean it just you know that's one of the reasons honestly it's moments like that doing what we love and it's thrilling it's it's thrilling max oh, yeah very cool well let me give you guys a chance to take a break here and uh, give you a chance to reset and also give our listeners a chance to reset. And because there's so much more that I want to discuss with you, too, if you have a little bit more time, do you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. OK, great. Well, we're going to take a short break here, folks, and then we'll uh, come back with more of William Joseph Hill and Pamela Hill. After this break, do not go anywhere, folks. We will be right back. Touched. You can see my face. Oh, Max, that you was should have seen her awesome. dancing. Oh Fantastic. my god! <laughs> Thought you were both to get a kick out of that. I loved it. That was the coolest. Oh my god! You just made my. That yeah, was awesome. And you know, awesome. Davy Jones is a favorite. Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast, folks. We are continuing a wonderful discussion with William Joseph Hill and Pamela Hill, and. Gosh, for this half of the discussion, I want to continue discussing some of the projects you've both been working on and have recently released. And we talked about Larry Altmeyer, you know, a bit there, and he was just an awesome guest. But, you know, subtext, you all are also on that project. What was your involvement with that film? Well, we all belong to that group. We make movies. And it's a collective of creatives that basically get the, they make movies you know they 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 make stuff and they had this rolling production fund so it's a dues paying organization i mean it's you know you can be a member and pay some dues and stuff and they rack up to uh finance 
a rolling production. And for the last, and this one was for last year. And this was like, this was our first year. And it was subtext was the written by the short, Chris Valente, written yeah. by Chris Valente and directed by Chris. Yes. And he just put himself in a small role in it. But we all collaborated. Like we played restaurant patrons and so we shot it down in, I think, uh, Los Angeles Center Studios, kind of the same location where they would shoot a lot of Mad Men. Yeah. But we, we did it in the bar set. So right. it was like really great. And I'm like, this is a, such a cool location. I'm like filing away for future reference of future, you know, projects that we want to shoot there because it's such a great set. But yeah, and Larry, we worked with Larry and a oh, lot of cool. other people. And it was just, it was just a day. It was one day that we were all together and it was just, it was fun. It went just really Just trying to be very supportive of each other's yeah. projects in smaller, yeah. big parts. It, it, you know, it's just a matter of just, you know, going, yeah, we're available to be in what, whatever part. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was basically like background, but you know, you do it to be, you know, to help out. Absolutely. You know, and then they were so appreciative. And they said, like, well, if you need us to do anything, I'm like, OK, I'll follow. And it was fun. I mean, it was a yeah. day with friends and peers. You know, we really enjoyed it. It was a good experience. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I was wondering about that because I just love this collaborative thing. I mean, people that are in you know, the industry really, I think, you know, we get that that whole thing. But those that are on the outside don't really get how enjoyable that experience is. It's so fun. It's like one of the most collaborative things that you can do. It's not like, you know, your average uh, nine to five. It just isn't. No. And the funny thing about it, too, it's it's really amazing because, you know, a lot of people, when you start off, you know, as an actor and, and you start to think, well, oh, I, I, I don't want to do that or I can't do that. And then you realize, no, you have to be open to it because you even look back at the olden days, like 30 years ago or something like the George Lucas's and Steven Spielberg's and mm, yeah. who would collaborate with each other. Like, for example, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Dan Aykroyd did a cameo. He, yeah. he just walked on. And when, when they're running oh. to the airplane in the beginning, yeah. that was Dan Aykroyd. And I That's remember different. as a kid, like seeing that in, in the credits, I'm like, wait, that can't be the Dan Aykroyd. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. yes, it was. Cause, yep. And Spielberg would do favors like he appeared in the Blues Brothers and that went. So people yeah. would just pop in and just help out however they can. Yeah. And it was like that sense of community and collaborativeness that the early seventies, the, you know, they're, you know, they're getting up there now, you know, like the Martin Scorsese's and, yep. the, and the, the George Lucas's <laughs> and Walter Murch and all these, all these legends. And now what we need to do as artists is we need to reach out to each other and collaborate more. And I think, you know, we get a lot isolated with social media and stuff and we feel like, oh, we need to toot, toot our own horns. But no, that's really the secret, I think, is really to, to get in a community that you can collaborate of like-minded artists and people that you like to work with. Oh, and it's that's so true. because it's all about relationships. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so true. Oh, goodness gracious, you guys. You're both getting me fired up here. I need <laughs> yeah. to calm myself down. Over. No, it's a, good, it's a good team. Yeah. <laughs> now, talk about some of your individual projects. Now, William... You played, funny, a Nazi officer in The yes. Eagles, a, a short a war drama. What was that experience like? It was fantastic. You know, it's funny. It was, it was one of these things I think Pamela had submitted me for. And I went to the audition and I met the director and the writer and the producers. And they were all from China. And so they wrote the script in English, but, you know, they wanted to know if I could do the dialogue in German. And I was like, well, if it's if it's written in German, I can I can pick up languages phonetically. I mean, I speak a little uh, hablo espanol poquito, but <laughs> German I needed to, to have like. So they were like, OK. Um, and they wanted to work with me. You did it, a part recently in German. Oh, 
it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So I I done German before, but usually a lot of times, sometimes, you know, you, you, you be careful of relying on Google Translate because it's not always correct. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> we were so lucky. Um, the other actors, my other co-stars in it, the, the lead, uh, Aramis, who played the lead uh, actor in it, they, he's native native speaker. The guys, they spoke, they're from Germany and they, you know, they're, they're, you know, bi-national, so they're like American, but yep. they speak German. Now. So they were able to correct my, and <laughs> coach me. So, I mean, I have nice. to really give them props and thanks for helping me out. Because for me, with film being so international nowadays, yeah. the last thing I want to do is figure, oh, nobody's going to know. If I'm going to do a foreign language, I want to make sure it's authentic so that somebody who is native at least is going to at least give me an A for effort. Maybe I'm not. Maybe my dialect, my accent, I might have an American accent, but as long as I can try to get it as close as possible. And certainly with the script grammatically, it was, but it was such a fun experience and they had really awesome costumes. Oh, cool. Screening? And we had a screening at Warner Brothers and it was was fantastic. And they shot it on the red. So it was like really well done. Yeah. Yeah, I should nice. be having a clip ready for my reel, which you, you'll be able to see on YouTube, uh, um, on our YouTube channel, for Scorpio Productions YouTube channel. I'll be releasing that very shortly. Oh, I just got cool. the footage. I just have to cut it down and, and, and upload it. But yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, my. Now, Pamela, we're going to go to you here because you played Samantha Strutt. <laughs> yes. What a great name. Uh, and, and Madame yeah. Isabelda. Yeah. Madame Absolutely. Yeah. It was a fantastic name. Friend and, and colleague, Victoria Murad, she had written uh, this piece a while ago and I knew her from an actor writers group. And she asked if I would, you know, do the part, which was really nice. I mean, that's even nicer when that when people know you well enough or trust yeah. you and just kind of go, hey, can you do this? And uh, without auditions, it's also lovely. <laughs> but um, right. It's a, it was a really fun short film and Samantha Strutt in a nutshell is a motivational speaker, but she's also a huckster. So she'll, <laughs> she'll love you with one hand and tell you to buy her book with the other. Oh my. <laughs> and it, it was a fun role. And that way, you know, when you feel it and you get your little moments of it and get the comedic stuff, it's just enough. That's not too much of a caricature, but just, a, just kind of the, you know, the, the fun part of Samantha. So we had, um, in the beginning of the year, you know, it's funny, you do all the projects like last year and they come up this year. So like, yay, Um, in January, good way to start the week. In January, there was a screening, the premiere of it, Max, at the California California Film Festival. Yeah, thank you. You're good. It won won an award, right? Best audience. Yeah, it did Best Audience Award. That was so awesome. Congrats on that. It's awesome. And it's going to be, thank you, it's going to be at Cinefest um, in North Hollywood at Lemley at the end of the month. March nice. 26th uh, on a Sunday at 1130. But I think it's going to festival. So it's having some legs and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I even got some posters of Samantha oh, cool. Strutt uh, being <laughs> like, like it's her book. She's selling her book. So, yeah. OK, now, William, I'm going to come back to you for this one. Room yeah. of Doors. Oh, yes, yes. This yeah. one, this one was was very fascinating. The director had this vision and it is very abstract. And it's kind of like the, the two leads are playing adolescents. Mm. And I am basically their abusive stepfather who murdered oh. them. Oh, my. And they find themselves in limbo. <laughs> and so there's a lot of of what I do in this piece is basically, and it was funny because like we had to do a reshoot of one of one sequence. And afterwards, it was like right after the mannequin challenge, it really kind of said like, hey, we were doing the mannequin challenge before the mannequin challenge was, was ever created. But it's basically, it was this standing still while the, the lead actor, like the the young man who's finding himself in this limbo and trying to discover where he is and, and stuff 
has to walk around it. So, so we're having to hold perfectly still as best as we can for the shots. But I have to have this intense like anger and rage in the eye. And, it, and it's, they just, uh, they just fin- showed a trailer. Mm. So it's almost ready. They're almost going to be in festivals and stuff. But from what I've seen the footage, I'm like, wow, this is really great. I mean, I only oh, saw good. like a brief flash of, of what I did. There's another scene yeah. that I have a little bit more of what I do, but, uh, yeah, I was like, just the uh, composition and the cinematography and their vision and stuff like that looks really, really, really surreal and really cool. Oh, very, very cool. And Pamela, you did some voiceover work. Yeah, I was very excited. I, I Yeah, thank you, Max. Um, I had submitted, I do voiceovers, and I submitted something last year for this project, Ultraman. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, Ultraman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, you know, the same person who created Godzilla. Yep. And it was going to be their 50th anniversary. They're going to be doing a feature film, but they also wanted to have, along with it being in Japan, to be the English dubbed um, here. So I set my stuff in and I had a couple auditions through the phone and sent some other tapes and so on and so forth and got cast as Professor Tamaki, one of the females. And it was really a wonderful project. It's so challenging um, because the gal I played, the archaeologist, is along with being slightly disturbed by all the goings on and with, with her son being in danger, her little kid, but she's falling and she's screaming and she's upset and she's she's adamant. And you really have to be really on point because not just dubbing it, just just saying the lines, you know, phonetically. You really want to be obviously with one with the character, so you can really do due diligence to how it comes across. So it looks like she's actually saying it. And they had a screening, which was so cool, Max. The first weekend that I had the other film, the next day they had at the um, Sci-Fi Los Angeles Sci-Fi Comic Book Convention, mm, yeah. they had this screening of Ultraman X, which was a feature, which about uh, I guess ninety. It was a ninety-minute feature. Ninety-minute yeah, yeah. feature, yeah. and it was so nice in the in the director of that William Winkler he's done so many projects um, he was so magnanimous to all the actors and and people seemed to really had a love for Ultraman and uh, it, that was really it was very exciting for me to be a part of this uh, project and yeah, the film was, <clears throat> for me it was great to see her Aww. like there and and there there were some I'm really awesome fans and I, I was you know it's a little yeah. jealous it's like it, it, you know Pamela gets to work in this genre film which is like yeah, this is really cool when you have people that really know this whole like Ultraman thing yeah, action. And, and she got a real in. good, yeah. they got a real good uh, endorsement from a young, young, young man who was like <laughs> a big fan. He was like 11 years old, knew everything, all this stuff. And he was, <laughs> it was impressing William, the producer about like how much he knew about it. And he was like, I just want to say your actors did a really great job. Because <laughs> most of the time nice. with these, we only get to see like, you know, subtitled, like either mm, that yeah, or true. sometimes only fan subs, which is not even that accurate. And so, mm, yeah, good point. yeah. Yeah, my gosh, so many good things going on. You too. Yeah, well, sometimes it co- comes together, and you know, it yeah. just—it's just you got to keep doing your stuff, and and sometimes you don't even know the ships you've put out will come when they come in, or the things you do know are coming in, you don't know when they're coming in. So right. it's you just keep doing your stuff, and and right. and to hopefully doing your hundred and ten percent of of your work. That's important to both of us. Yeah, you always have to be ready because you never know what's going to happen next. Oh, you <laughs> know, Mac, I want to you. You did, you did ask me something earlier and I just came up. Um, you said, Pamela, what else have I learned? I think this is really important. And this is something I'm learning more and more along with which I know relationships are important, especially anywhere, especially out here. It's sometimes when you go and you meet someone and they go, you can't always win the part. I don't call it winning the part, but get the part, get mm-hmm. cast the part. You're yeah. winning the room. And it's not like meaning they can think of you for something else. And that really can be so true. There's many times where I've submitted for things 
years ago, I did something called Blue with Josh Blue, the, the comic, and I just submitted it, but I know I submitted it for something else. But the director had my picture and resume on file. And when he was looking to cast this this woman in this short film with Josh Blue, he went back to ha- keeping my information and using me later. But sometimes we'll get called because we've come in for something else. It may not work that moment for, you know, you know how it works. It may not yeah. fit that exactly or may not look like the other character, the family member. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's something I did learn. You may not always get it, but if you do your job, it may work down the line oh, for yes. something else. Oh, yeah. yes. Another thing, too, because we so were true. recently at something at SAG-AFTRA. Yes. Mm. And one thing that the person spoke about that was really, really impressive was they're always talking about you somewhere, somewhere. (laughs) They are talking about you somewhere and and you don't even know because then you get a call out of the blue. It's like, yeah, we were looking at your reel and we were trying to decide and we want to cry. I'm like, oh, wow. That's amazing. And and, and it may not, but that's what I mean. You just want to really be and do good work and keep your ego in check and and just that's it, you know, do good work. And it, you know, sometimes it does pay off, you oh, know? Yeah. So true. Oh, great advice. Good <laughs> stuff too. My goodness. Now what's next for you too? anything we should look out for because current, you've got a number of things that are uh, like in the pipeline here, but I kind of wonder what, what's next, you know, do you have anything well, itching? Can you, can you leak anything here? Do we, anything we well, can, uh, y- kinda, yeah, we've, well, <laughs> Well, what, like I always say, like our flagship production before Scorpio Productions, since we found it, it was always Cyber Fighter, which is, yeah, your feature. that was, that was my feature. That was the script that I brought to the group when I met Pamela. So <laughs> in a way it's, it's <laughs> gone through so many rewrites. It's in development. We are planning on shooting a short version of it. Oh, nice. Because I was, you know, so frustrated with like the whole idea of like what it takes to get a feature film done. And this oh, one, man. it's a martial arts action comedy. So there's sci-fi elements. So needless to say, there's stunts. So there's action. And that's something you can't do on a zero budget. Yeah. Uh, you just have to. So on a short, it's a little more feasible. And I heard about how like, you know, horror movies, especially like Saw, like how they did a short that was basically the opening scene. Yep. And how brilliant that was. And it's like, oh, okay, well, this is a great way to show my vision for it and at least get an audience for the the shorts who could then come across for the feature but we have a facebook group called uh, cyber fighter the movie which right now it's still in development i'm actually doing i have a producer interested in working with me we're doing some meetings we're trying to get all of the elements together uh with we make movies we did a reading of my script there and got some really great feedback which i incorporated the rewrite i might Mm -hmm. be bringing it back there again to hear what they have to think about it next um i'm also i'm also doing some cg animation because the basic concept of this is it's a clumsy temp worker who gets an assignment at a defense contractor where they program black belt fighting ability mm. to test some software thing to where they want to send to the Pentagon because their whole idea is to train soldiers this way. Gotcha. And because uh-huh. I used to temp, I used to temp and I tempt at a defense contractor. And so I'm like, oh, write about what you know. This yeah. is a great way to hook about it. Mm. So inside the virtual environment, my character is learning martial arts, but he's laying on a table and he's hooked up to like electrodes. So it's basically being programmed into the brain so he can do it for real. Gotcha. And so I'm doing that because that's, you know, I have the software to do it. You don't really need to like have actors or anything like that. Not until we start to record the dialogue for the voiceover. But yeah, that's that's what we're working on right now. That's my big project. So yeah, and that will happen. And you know, we do people who are interested in being on board with that. 
And as I said, the next thing, Max, as I said, at the end of the month, which is Madame Esmeralda and the audition will be in the short, will be in the, the short film festival, yeah. Cinefest, excuse yeah. me, Hollywood, which is really cool. Yeah. Lemley. So yeah. I know that's on board. And then we have a couple other things from referrals that we've asked to partake in some other readings. That's nice. Again, it's the relationships people refer. And I also narrate a lot. And there's a project we're doing Sunday. It's a table read for a producer. And we were referred by uh, the gal who actually did Madame Esmeralda. And she referred us to partake in this reading and I'll be doing narration for this particular project and Bill's got parts in that. So, you know, we're always working on, it sounds so, you know, <laughs> our craft and, <laughs> and, and I think it's just, you know, one thing comes and then we also do quite often with our, we make movies every couple of weeks. Sometimes we're casting projects there and that really keeps us on our toes because anytime I can um, speak for William, but myself as well, is that anytime I'm doing my work, be it stage or it's a, even a reading, I really want to be prepared. I just look at it. That's it. I don't want to phone anything in. I want to do my best. And so those are projects that are kind of ongoing for us yeah, as well. So, wow. I mean, so, like as an act, what you really want to be open to is is getting involved with groups that do readings because they'll cast you and then you're basically practicing your cold reading skills. Sometimes you don't even get to see the script until that night and then they hand it to you. And so you really learn how to get a really good take on something nice. and you start to, you start to learn script, you know, how to break down the script just by doing it and going, Oh, this works. And that, and being involved in writers groups is fantastic because you get to see from the writer's craft standpoint and it helps your acting because then you're able to like, when you get sides for something and you can't make heads or tails out of it, you can like look at it and try to find something that you can like, Oh, okay. This is what my take is. Cause they always say have strong, bold choices. And I think, you know, when I started off and I would go to acting class and you think, Oh, you just got to be strong choice. And it's like, <laughs> no, the, the, the caveat is it's got to make sense. And so what you want to do is if you understand the story and where your character fits in the story, it'll allow you to make an informed choice that could be strong. And, and I think that that serves it better. And I think as an actor, that's really what you want to do. So uh, we love to do this kind of thing. It's kind of like our ongoing classes. And they always say, always be training, always be, it's like our gym, you know, it's like yeah. working out. This is how you work your muscles. And they're so very supportive sharp. and there mm -hmm. as well. And, and, and then hopefully uh, next month and a half, we try to get them out maybe every couple months, give or take, will be episode six. Yep. Oh, good <laughs> that's stuff. our girlfriend. Yeah, we I have, already have a couple of things or we have a couple of things written. Nice. So that's, you know, kind of, and it's funny, the months kind of fly by here, but we, you know, we always try to stay involved with the next thing. And right now we've just been doing PR for the um, episode six of that darn girlfriend and trying to do that nicely, you know, um, yeah. Being too annoyed, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and just being, you know, just, Hey guys, take it, you know, so we just try to be in, engaged with whatever we're doing, but then kind of uh, also have our foot into the next project. What, you know, what we're planning to do. So, oh my, so many wheels moving there. I yeah. love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> now I've got to do something to you. Oh gosh. And I hate to do, but I did this to Larry and I've got to do it to you. I mean, I just can't, you know, do this. I mean, it, it would be unfair for me and, <laughs> and, and just wrong of me not to include you both. Sure. In this, right. Especially if I've done this to Larry, right? Don't you agree? Yeah. 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 I, I vaguely remember what, <laughs> it's kind of like a, a, a James Lipton type of moment, I think, <laughs> about to happen. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I forgot. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I've got to do it to you both. And, and the thing is, oh, I love it. But the thing is, you've both been so wonderful that I'm going to give you an opportunity to opt out. I mean, I know that this may 
be something that may, I don't know, you may hate me after this. I, I, I can't really tell. It's a coin I don't flip. Think so. I don't think so. You're awesome. Oh, yeah. see, thank you. See, but you may not think that in the next few minutes here. So okay. hold on to that. I'm going to take that while I can, because after I do this, I don't know. I don't know if you'll still feel the same way, but okay. uh, do, you, do you both want to go through with this? Sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, my goodness. You I'm curious. Dive right in. I was hoping <laughs> one of curiosity. you would say yes, one of you say no. Okay, well... <laughs> William and Pamela, this is the part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. Now I'm going to put you both on the spotlight here. We're going to start with Pamela. You've got to okay. share a fun fact, something that even William doesn't know about you. So a fun fact that people don't know about you. And I'm putting the spotlight on you right now. So you asked for it and the floor is yours. Okay. A fun fact. So William can't know either, huh? Indeed. A fun fact. Oh gosh. Okay. William knows so much about me. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think he knows this. It's kind of goofy, but I screamed all the way home because my first grade teacher took my Barbie doll in first grade and I played with it at the wrong time. I, I confused my AM with PM and she grabbed it from me and I freaked out and I don't know how I ran back home at the end of the school day. My parents had enough time to get up to the school and go up and said I misunderstood AM and PM and they got it back for me and I knew my Barbie was safe. <laughs> That's embarrassing and 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 sad, but uh, but I but bless. I want to put a shout out to my parents, the most supportive mom and dad in the world. And uh, I don't think he knew that about me. He knows I'm definitely an adamant type of person, but um, yes, that was embarrassing. I had my Barbie. <laughs> so, wait, they they let you bring your Barbie to no, school? No, I remember yes. Max. I remember I, we were told it was kind of this idea that we could bring something to play in, but you can play with it this time of the day. So I had this epiphany that I would bring my doll the next day. But I think I must have played with it. I think it would have been probably the morning, which probably was the mistake. And the lady, I won't say her name, the first grade teacher grabbed my doll. And I was in shock all day that my Barbie was in a drawer. <laughs> I can't oh believe they bring toys. Wow. Yeah. Well, not for long. What school did you go no, to? No, it's That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, William, now it's your turn. Now the spotlight is on you. That's a good fun fact there. Yeah, the, good, the good news is, like, if I go back to my childhood, too, there's a lot of stuff she might not know about. So that, that what she said triggered this memory. <clears throat> when I was in the third grade, okay, uh, my third grade teacher, we were setting up for kickball, and they're setting up the bases, and my friend Jesus was in the outfield, and I had the kickball. And he says, hey, Billy, kick the ball. I kicked the ball. <laughs> And the trajectory went right into the back of my teacher's head. Oh! The entire, entire playground just busts up laughing. He whirls around screaming, who did that? And I'm like, raise my hand, me. So I had to sit out the recess and I felt so rotten. You know, I felt like I committed a, the worst crime. And me and my friends, oh we came my. home 
my place after school and they were like, Mrs. Hill, Mrs. Hill. They told my mom and my mom just started laughing. And I'm like, well, it's just so funny. She says, don't trust me. One day you will be laughing about this and, and, and talking about See, it on talk shows. Max, shows. I think it's these childhood <laughs> that yeah. have made us want to be performers so we can put it somewhere. So oh, that is this cool. expression of, 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 of right and, 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 you know, frustration is we take, we're taking it out in our, in our Wow, those are tremendous fun facts right there. I almost forgot about that one, too. Oh, my goodness. That is brutal, though. The, the ball to the back of the head. No, it, got, was like it, it was like a got, magnet. I, I wasn't even aiming. Yeah, that's uh, brutal. Then the screaming Barbie story. That's about... Yes, 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 yes. The youngest, you know, yeah, the youngest screaming <laughs> All the way great. home, all the way home for the barbecue. <laughs> you, you heard it here yep. now, you know. Uh, I've grown up. I've grown up. <laughs> I love that. Uh, good fun facts. I appreciate you both sharing sure. those. I like the music with it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You know, we, we try. You all are great about this. This was fantastic. So you don't hate me then. I, no, I no, okay. no. We, we, I think it was easier to start because you didn't say what age and that just came to me. Yeah, we've done improv. So it's like, yeah, it's yes and. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I appreciate again you both sharing those fun facts and we are approaching the end of the show. I have to ask you too, and this is something I kind of wanted to get to earlier. You know, what is it really like creating together you know you both do it so well and you know do you argue over ideas you know who gets final approval and i guess because people probably wonder that you know how you start to, <laughs> to collaborate together and how that kind of arrangement works you hear so many crazy entertainment and industry yeah news about husband wife horror stories and you know <laughs> how, how are you two able to make that work over there because i think that's rather unique and also very special yeah, well, I know definitely with that darn girlfriend, final approvals, Pamela. Nice, <laughs> nice. You I learned mean, good stuff. <laughs> it, 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 she's the title character. It's that darn girlfriend. She's the right. pretty one. So, you know, <laughs> I, I know if I was, you know, if I was just a fan watching the show, I'd be watching her because the pretty girl as opposed to the guy. So, yeah, on that, she gets final approval. I mean, it's. It's interesting because it, it's like she's very creative and, and, and has some really great ideas. And, and then. But me, like sometimes I get in technical mode. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so she'll ask why. She, well, why can't we do that? I'm like, because you can see some of that in the outtakes, Max. <laughs> then she wants to know why. And she wants me to tell her why. And I tell her why. And then she's like, I don't understand that because I'm talking about it like from a technical standpoint because the video Kodak can't. Da, 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 da. And she's we like, do. Well, we do work well together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the parts that are funny when we are working on something together is when like Bill gets in his head because he's doing all these things at once as the the director and as the the filmmaker person. And I'm coming from it from a different angle. So, you know, we, we might have, I mean, like slight bickering, but nothing like horrible. We usually find hopefully and most times we wind up laughing and kind of like thinking it through together. Yes. So yeah. that's really neat. I do obviously when I don't understand something, no, it's not always me, my final thing. It, it means if there's something he does explain why this is how it's supposed to be. Yes. I'll listen because I do respect Bill William and all the things that he knows in his experience. So I know that's why he's telling me this, but on the individual note, which I really adore I mean, it sounds so, you know, 50-ish or whatever. I adore, adore being his wife. And when it's about him, certain projects where I feel 
that the spotlight, if you so to say, is on him. I love being just the supportive friend and wife and audience for him and letting him shine and, and being about him. And I can say he's been the same for me. Yeah, vice versa. When it's been, especially uh, earlier this year, it was like, you know, she had back to back with Madame Esmeralda, that the California Women's Film Festival. And that same weekend, she had that that comic book convention. So I was basically just, you know, in the background and she was wow. getting all the, no, it was fantastic. It was, it's good. I mean, it's fun that we can share in that. Yeah. It doesn't always We're have to-, to be about me or, you know, no. And like you're saying some other, you know, and it does couples can, that can happen, you know, in any, in life, jealousies and, and, yeah. and troll and all that, yeah. <laughs> but we really try to, I think because we are friends and we do get excited for each other. So hopefully that will always stay that way. And we don't, we really, we just really show that we are supportive and we get excited for each other. And, and that being said as well, working together, we're having fun. Yeah. And I did tell Bill, I said, when it's not, I mean, it sounds like anything. I mean, my personal relationship is probably the most important thing in my life and yeah. my professional is as well. But as long as we're having fun and we can grow and work through it and even get more mature together and figure it out, I think hopefully we'll be more on the same page yeah. than not. So, yeah, we Wonderful. would try. Oh, good stuff. I always, that's, that's so cool that you ask good questions. Oh, appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. thought provoking and good, good. It's just fascinating. I, I love these kind of collaborations and hearing about them. And yeah, it's really cool what you both are uh, doing. So I uh, appreciate you sharing you know, a little bit behind the scenes of kind of how that whole thing manifests, that whole creative process, because, you know, tensions can get a little crazy sometimes. And the inter- yeah. and obviously, you know, the industry's really tough too at times. Yes. You know, it, one thing that I know it does, it keeps it keeps us honest, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, it, it, it definitely does. I mean, because so many of us, you know, and a lot of the general public doesn't realize so many of even people that you see on TV and stuff like that, you know, they have to find other ways to pay their bills and aside from acting. I mean, yeah. because the acting gigs don't always come in and, and, you know, whenever you can work, you can. And sometimes you have to you have to be able to handle multiple things at the same time. And we're both very lucky. We do come and I will say this. and We are blessed. If you want to use that blessed pillar or blessed pillow in this. Mm, that we do come from very supportive families and i know growing up especially my parents were very supportive of me moving here and very sad but very close family my brother and sister niece and nephews and friends and that's something that's very important to us is you know making that a part of our life and this is something else because sometimes as you know being in this profession it's it's a different type of animal so you have to have other outlets and that's That's got to be makes 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 it your family or spending time with your whatever it is workouts or your activities or your friends or just reading or something it has to be all part and parcel and i think it just makes you better when you do put yourself in a project because you can give 110 percent to the project but you do on a personal level don't want to be on it 110 percent of the time even that doesn't mean i'm not in it because i'm ambitious and so is william but that is a very big part of our life is having pieces of our pie and try to balance it. And I think because when it at times can be hard or frustrating for any of us, I think just kind of like, hey, you know, talking to each other and trying to go and okay, well, you know, everything will get through and humor, humor doesn't hurt. So yeah, and, and, and definitely family support is, is really helpful. I mean, I have to mention too, even though my family, 
didn't really understand like how are you going to make a living at this but 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 my mom my mom keeps a scrapbook and but and and the funny thing is when i was in high school and i made a ninja movie over the summer and the school let me borrow the camera to do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) my dp was he was a year ahead of me and he went off to college and went to uh, loyola marymount so my mother actually Mm. was my second unit uh dp she she stood in i have a photo of her yeah she was a navy nurse in vietnam my parents were both vietnam vets but she actually did the camera work for me during uh and i had to do a reshoot in the spring in my senior year so she she you know that's that's support yeah (laughs) if if your parent i mean sometimes you know people are lucky and their parents will do craft service for them and stuff but my mom actually got behind the camera (laughs) love that she she used to shoot all the home movies so she she knew her way around a camera so i have to give a special shout out to my mom she just had her birthday too i'll salute to that and happy birthday out there my goodness what's her name and her name's judy judy happy birthday Hill, yeah. judy fantastic very cool well yeah. gosh i've got to ask you to to share some advice that you would be so willing to share with folks that are listening to this podcast and maybe they don't have the opportunities maybe they want to do what you're doing right now maybe they don't have the resources is there any advice that you both would give to that individual that's listening. Well, I mean, definitely for somebody who really wants to do this, the great news is that at this time in history, it's the first time where you don't really have to, there's no excuse. You can do it no matter where you live. You don't have to live in Los Angeles or New York. You can do it. We have nephews, my sisters, two boys, they're teenagers, they're performers. They they live in Indiana. They were making videos on their phone. It's like, wow, there is something in the DNA, I think, with this family because they're doing what I, and it's like, oh yeah, it's like what I did in Hawaii. It's like, I mean, it, it's like now, but now the, the tools and the resources, you can basically go to Best Buy and get everything you need. Yep. and. And you just save up your lunch money and you can do it and just just do it. And and also, that being said, just, you know, if you have ideas, you know, a pen and paper, old fashioned or the computer, just write them down because oh, yeah. that's something that's invaluable. And, and sometimes then next day, years later, like even with our stuff, that can come back into play. So you don't have to always be in a certain place to have those ideas, to write them down. You can get together with the friends, or like you said, you, you could be anywhere to shoot things. Things are much easier now. Reading a lot, you know, finding ideas. I, I just think there's so many more things available to people now that like you do not, like William said, have to be in a certain place to live. You can be creative. And there's also sometimes where you live, there might be uh, theater groups just to get your feet wet, even getting together with a group of friends and reading out loud. Somebody asked me because over the years I've been narrating more. And I think so much of that came to me, Max, is because as a kid, I would read out loud whatever oh, yeah. I could get a hands on, not just reading. Mm-hmm. I would old fashioned tape recorder out and read out loud. Oh. And I just, I can do that for hours. Yeah. So my point is, is that you just take the tools that are available to you and you can make those things work and you can create wherever you're at. And now with these days, you can submit it to YouTube. You can come up with your own ideas, tutorials, and it just don't let where you're at or even having not a lot of cash flow keep you from creating because you can create wherever you're at. Yeah. I mean, our niece in, in Cincinnati, she's a wonderful singer. Our nephew, Robbie, is a jujitsu, jujitsu, oh, wow. uh, nice. I found artist. Yeah. So I'm giving nice. shouts to the nephews yeah. and Adam and David and, and Liam and Devin. But my point is, is that no matter where you're at, you just always are creating. And the great thing about a resource like YouTube, you can get 
instruction in anything. You can look up yes. how to do, you mean this thing? I mean, it's it's just so funny because like, I mean, you can basically like, you want to learn about acting in film, you can look up Michael Caine's acting in film right, you know, right. And, and stuff like that. Or you can, you can watch interviews and stuff, or you can like learn how to do, do anything and, and just basically, you know, just do it and always be learning something new. I think, I think just as people, like not just, uh, you know, artists or performing artists or whatever, but everybody should just try to learn something new about this wonderful universe that we're in. And, and you and don't just, always have to be paid to perform. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's something point. that you learn more and more. A musician will play. Mm -hmm. regress. You're going to play if you're in your hometown and they have an open mic or they have the karaoke or they're doing theater readings or getting involved with community projects. And um, one of the things that we've done for years is book pals where we've read to kids uh, through the Screen Actors Foundation mm, Screen yeah. Actors Foundation. And it's just it's just taking that and it feels so good. And honestly, you know, the whole thing if the other person's smiling and, and it's receptive. It's just it's a win win situation. So you can create anywhere as long as you're doing it. Hopefully, I mean, obviously for the right intentions, but you feel good doing it, then you're probably doing the thing that you're doing what you yeah, want. And you can, you can practice anywhere. I mean, those of us that live in LA and we stuck in traffic, I mean, <laughs> now, now, now because you have like, you know, Bluetooth, you can actually practice your accents or your, your voice impressions and stuff in the car and people won't think that you're a nut because yeah. they, oh, he's got a hands for your Bluetooth. <laughs> so you, you don't have to have that self-consciousness. That's so true. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uh, my goodness. So much good advice there. And before we wrap, I want to give you an opportunity to plug your sites and you know social media accounts again feel free to do that now you know how can folks reach out to you twitter websites facebook you know my, whatever my, you want to share absolutely yeah. twitter is at at starring pam s-t-a-r-r-i-n-p-a-m at starring pam my website is pamelahill.net uh, my website is williamjosephhill.com my Twitter handle is at four Scorpio. That's F O U R S C O R P I O. And there's also a link. I have my little Twitter feed on my homepage too. And our YouTube channel again is four. our YouTube channel. It's like four Scorpio productions. You can easily get to the channel. If you like, you know, like I say, Google that darn girlfriend that that's. And it's probably, spelled out F O U R S C O R P I O productions. <laughs> and four Scorpio F O U R S C O R P I O.com is our production company's website, but our, our actor websites are definitely a lot more current and uh, let's see. What yeah. Else? Bill designed those. Luckily he's the tech guy. Yes. I, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful for that. Self-taught uh, uh, books I'm from the so library. Thankful. That's when I wanted to learn how to do something, I go to the library nice. but now now you, you can look it up on the internet. It's amazing. Yeah. It's um, nice. And other thing. Oh, social. Yes. Yeah, so social media, Twitter. And then we also have a four Scorpio productions, Facebook page. Yes. Which if you just Google that, you can find that. And then also cyber fighter movie Facebook page, which uh, definitely if you're into martial arts, sci-fi action, you'll want to definitely join that group. And cause I'll be posting a lot more news. I'm going to be Posting some screenshots of recent CG animations that I've been working on just as a little teaser of nice. coming and uh, hopefully have some good announcements about that project, too. Oh, my God. Now, I've got to thank you both for coming on the show and sharing your wonderful stories with our listeners. It has certainly been a treat here tonight. Yeah. I hate to 
This has been a treat for yeah. us. Really, you're a wonderful interviewer. Yeah, you. And it's just been a really nice energy, Max. And oh, so appreciate that. Yeah. And that Valerie music, just <laughs> you, you were just touched my heart. So yeah, she was dancing. <laughs> chair, 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 dancing. chair dancing. I didn't leave the, uh, the chair. Nice, it's, nice. It's I so love that. Fun. Well, again, folks, I really want to thank you both for coming on this podcast. You've been just fantastic. It's been a, just a wonderful discussion and got so many cool things going on. I, I can't wait to bring you back. For yeah, an update absolutely. in the near future. So thank you. We'd love to. We'd love to come back. It's it's really great. Great. Thanks, Max. Great. Thanks so much. Oh, it's been a real treat. And gosh, I guess it's time to uh, fade out here. What do you think? Okay. I guess we gotta go. Oh, <laughs> <my>. <laughs> on and on, yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that was William Joseph Hill and Pamela Hill. Make sure you check out what they're doing at the production company. I really appreciated this conversation. I have to say it's been a, a treat. It's so nice to have, you know, kind of a, a husband and wife pairing too as well. And, you know, two people that I think that are just creating and always creating. That's really what it's all about. It's, it's really inspiring to say the least. So, gosh, again, that was William Joseph Hill and Pamela Hill. And we will be back with more after this break. You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole and I host this show and hopefully you are feeling inspired. Spending a wonderful time tonight. I want to remind everyone that you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe to us there. Greatly appreciate that. Obviously, please spread the word about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark. Again, thank you all for listening and we will be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guests again, Mr. William Joseph Hill and Miss Pamela Hill. Oh, God, are they delightful. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to this podcast tonight. Please continue to spread the word about this podcast and make sure you're following us there on Twitter for the latest.